Hey everyone, this is episode 51, and we are in the holiday season. It is December 16th. I'm excited to talk to you about a very interesting subject, which is depression. It's very common. I, in fact, I looked up cases of depression, and it came up very quickly, just cases of, and the first thing that came up is anxiety and depression. So obviously, it's a very searched out uh, in the engine of Google. And um, a lot of people are wondering, what can we do about it? What can we honestly do in regards to depression? And is it a chemical imbalance, like many doctors say? So then you're basically stooped to the level of taking medication your whole life. Now, I want to let you know that I do have respect into medication if that's the only thing you know of. And it's only what you've been taught. And so you have to keep taking it to continue to lower down the symptoms. So um, I'm not making fun of that, but I am wanting to have people acknowledge if there's another way, if there's a better possibility, if there's a way that you can slowly wean off the medication so that you can actually be your true self. And so what I want to talk to you about today is uh, five different things. Number one, there is something called SAD, which is known as seasonal affective disorder. And it occurs in climates where there's less sunlight at certain times of the year. And some of the symptoms include fatigue, depression, hopelessness, and also social withdrawal. But there are treatments. And of course, they recommend medication, talk therapy, um, which you know does have some great results, uh, but also light therapy or what they call phototherapy. There are certain lights that um, you, can, you can buy and you can put it near your bed and you can use it as sort of like a replacement for regular sunlight. And um, you can do it for a couple of minutes, 10, 15, 20 minutes, and then it can give you that light that you need. Um, and one of the things that I learned also from my mother, she used to um, study this doctor who used to be the doctor for uh, the Queen Elizabeth or the Queen of, Queen of England, I believe. And uh, it's interesting. She said that um, one of the things that we should do to wake up, which is very anti-American, but um, most people drink a coffee. The first thing they do is drink coffee, which... Again, later on, it may affect the kidneys and the adrenals. Um, Dr. Brad always talked about how coffee um, was the first thing that he would reject or recommend to their clients if they have consistent back pain because he noticed that the kidneys were usually shot, not doing well. Um, the left kidney was imbalanced or the right kidney was imbalanced or the adrenals were imbalanced. And both of those kidneys and adrenals give back pain. So a lot of our organs and glands are connected, like they're all in a circuit system where they do affect certain muscles. So when you have muscle pain, you may think it's because I worked out or because I'm not sitting properly, but um, it may be because an organ has short-circuited or a gland has been short-circuited, which you can fix using the body code. In fact, a lot of the body code sessions that I take part in, um, they think again that it's a, um, a muscle issue, but it really isn't. It could be an organ or gland. Um, a lot of people complain, for example, for about the middle back or like uh, in between the shoulder blades. And um, usually I find a pancreas imbalance. Pancreas affects the middle back. So the thing is, is what's the, what's the point here is that my mother used to love this doctor and this doctor said to wake up and do a couple things um, to have a very healthy life. One of the things that he recommended was to take a tall glass of water as soon as you wake up. The reason why he said that is because throughout the night, if you're familiar with the diurnal cycle, um, the body is going through like a resetting program. So when you're going to bed, the reason why sleep is so important and it improves the immune system is because all the organs are sort of like 
picture them like you know they they get back from work and now they're taking a shower they're they're uh, taking their vitamins it's almost like they're rejuvenating themselves now if you're not getting good sleep or you're somebody who's a night owl you're not allowing the body to really improve its immune system because that's the time where everything is resetting so that's why you know the nighttime is so crucial the reason why we really it's really a creator blessing that we have a night and a day. Uh, you know, it was meant, night was meant to sleep and day was meant to stay awake. A lot of people who have illnesses is because um, they have these long summers. You know, there's obviously some countries out there that um, that they have to shut off the blinds. They have to put the blinds down in order to experience darkness uh, because they have so many months of day. Um, so there are some countries like that, and some of them have a lot of nights. They don't have the days, and those are the ones when it's cold and there's a lot of nights where, again, depression can sink in very, very quickly and sad. Uh, the seasonal affective disorder can start um, really popping up there. Um, but here's the thing. Here's what she said. She said, take a tall glass of water. Uh, number two is to go outside with bare feet, and I believe that's root chakra. That's to stay grounded to the earth. And uh, number three is to feel the sun on your skin for 10 to 15 minutes. Sometimes even what she used to do is she would put her hand up, like kind of near her head, kind of like her palm facing outward. And then she would put her other hand on her digestive system. You know, so she used to do that. She, she believed that it was helping out her digestive system. And so those are some things that the doctor said, hey, this is something that you should do um, on a... Um, on a consistent basis, you know, and so that's that's really interesting. So I, I I really found out that that we need to realize that there are other ways to um, remove these symptoms of sad. Uh, besides, in, I would like to replace medication with a body code session. So maybe, for example, use phototherapy. If you're someone that needs to talk to someone, use talk therapy. And then go ahead and you do a body code session if you have a seasonal affective disorder. Because um, there could be something where, for example, let's say I gave you that recommendation of, you know, drink water in the day. In the day, You're like, okay, cool. This, this famous doctor told me to drink water. The problem is, is there's like so many different ways where your water is not going to actually affect your body. I don't know if you know that. You see, so is there something that's maybe affecting you from not receiving light? You know, do you have, for example, there's a thing in the um, body code system that comes from Chinese medicine. And what it is, is it's it's in the toxins area. Uh, there's a thing called um, pernicious influence, okay? So pernicious influence is basically, um, Chinese me medicine recognizes that there's six pernicious influences, also known as, and as the six pathogenic factors, six excesses or six evils. Um, they usually come from being exposed to or overwhelmed by the element via weather or environmental exposure from diet and can also be created by internal factors such as associated imbalances or chronic illnesses. So each of these is like simply the energy of an element, but it's like an excess of it considered toxic by the subconscious mind. So if the body's unable to process the energy, the flow of chi or energy may be imbalanced and symptoms may arise, sometimes even years later. Like the elements in our environment, these can combine within the body to create exasperated symptoms. Cold and wind together may feel more extreme than either element would on its own. 
So that's the in, in the Chinese medicine theory. So for example, uh, there's six of them in here. There's cold, there's summer heat, there's wind, there's dryness, there's heat, and then there's dampness. So any of these things can go through your acupuncture system. And imagine what if you're someone who, you know, you have cold or you have cold and wind pernicious influence in your body. That means you must have been, like I said, you could have been eating outside. The wind came in through your acupuncture system and it's almost like it's got stored in there. And now when, when it's very in the seasonal time, you're like, oh man, it's super freezing outside. Maybe it's not that cold outside, but it's worse for you because you have this pernicious influence imbalance. So those are kind of some examples of that. Could that be contributing to your seasonal affective disorder? And I think it is. I think it would be. And so it's good to kind of see like, why do you have that? And then some of them might say it has to do with the sun, you know, and everything like that. But maybe you have trauma of, you know, a very wintry, cold Christmas and that is affecting you. So it's more family oriented, you know, or maybe there is a, an inherited emotion that someone in your family um, did actually have seasonal affective disorder and they felt depression. Now, every time that you are in a situation where there's a lot of winter, not a lot of sun, now you receive the effects of the great, great, great grandfather who he actually had seasonal affective disorder. So that's what I love about the body code is you really don't know what causes what, um, but you can just mention to the, your body code practitioner, hey, this is the symptom I'm dealing with. For some reason, I get depressed during Christmas and I don't know why. And uh, Or I get depressed during the time where it gets really cold here. I don't see much sun, just a lot of clouds, similar to Oregon, if you will, and I don't see sun. Um, you know, what's going on? Could it be that it's not seasonal affective disorder? Could it be something else? And the answer is yes. So you mainly have to tell the practitioner, um, these are the symptoms I'm dealing with. I do f- deal with hopelessness, but I wonder if I deal with hopelessness in the summertime too. So it's more of a hopelessness thing that I can, it's almost like humming in the back, um, but maybe it gets worse during these uh, times uh, in the winter. Uh, the next thing you might, or you might have an image, for example, of an image of what it looks like outside and then you have an emotion tied to it. Uh, usually when I see if someone has an image in their mind, it's almost like your body took a photo of something and then there's a theme to it. So when you have a theme to it, um, your body is trying to put you in that specific theme emotion whenever you see the photo. So for example, if you see a building, you know, a building and for some reason your body took a photo of it and let's say you feel mm, anxiety. So now when you see buildings, your body is going to give you symptoms of anxiety. You might be like, I don't know why, but I just feel anxious around buildings. And so that may happen to you. You may have an image. Um, Also, you might have depression because like my father, his father, my grandfather passed away, I think exactly either on Christmas or Christmas Eve. So you can see how during this time, and I haven't worked with my father about this, but uh, I should, um, but he... I wouldn't be surprised if he has some type of depression during that time because his hero left around December 25th. You know, um, I actually have another client who I'll keep in private, um, but she also had a mother who passed away um, during the Christmas season. And it's been, I think she said it's been two or three years where she hasn't done anything Christmas oriented due to the fact that she's still grieving from her mother. So I worked on that. 
And um, she actually showed me a photo of how she's putting up decorations for the first time. So you kind of never know what it is, but you have to be very specific on what the symptom is. And is this something that's only problematic during that season or is it some other season uh, that comes as well? Or is it a year-long thing, but it gets worse for some reason during the wintertime? And so the more specific you are to your practitioner, again, then we can say, yeah, I have no idea why you have that. Let's ask your body and let the body find out what it is. That's number one. I did want to teach you a little bit about seasonal affective disorder. It is a real thing, but um, I would recommend light therapy. I would recommend talk therapy. I wouldn't, uh, if you know about the body code, maybe medications, there's a, there's a better way uh, to ask. And so number two, so there's in-laws, family recollections, and cords. So as we all know, in-laws, we can have a whole nother seminar with in-laws. I mean, don't even get me started on in-laws. But in-laws, we have to recognize the first thing. The first thing is, is that in-laws typically have baggage. So I really want you to just take a deep breath. If you know about the emotion code and you know about the body code, then it is very obvious that in-laws have heart walls. It's very obvious that in-laws have trapped emotions. It's very obvious that in-laws have energies that they don't even know they have. So we're trying to, so here's a saying that I love. When people attack you in any way or are offensive to you in any way, the key thing is to say these words to yourself. Okay, whenever this happens, this is a little, little tip for you, for those of you who get offended by family. The first thing you want to say is this. You want to say, hurt people hurt people. So the next time anyone ever makes fun of you or makes you feel awkward in, in a Christmas uh, dinner or whatever, you have to say, hurt people, hurt people. And that's a proven fact. Why? Because it is proven that these emotional energies, trapped emotions, make you reactive. So in a sense, that's not really who they are. That's who they've become due to poor programming whether it's their family, whether it's themselves that created emotions, whether it's inherited, who knows? But the point is, some of them are running on autopilot. Their emotions are literally running them and they act accordingly and they feel bad afterwards. And so um, the thing is, is now that you know that, if you so that's why when I felt like the emotion code is, is, an emotion, is a book about forgiveness. It's about when you understand more, you forgive more. So now obviously you guys need to bring up the emotion code. I don't care if they meet with me or they meet with somebody else, but at some point be like, they're going to notice a difference about you. You've been doing some work. Um, I've seen this before where, um, you know, I worked with a lady. I remember this very clearly. She's coming up in my mind right now. And, and um, her and her mom haven't spoken, like had a good conversation, healthy conversation due to the fact that her mother didn't treat her well every time she came to visit. And this was like happening for 20 years. And for 20 years, this daughter would have to drink alcohol in front of the mother to um, desensitize herself because the conversations were just too toxic. Can you imagine? 20 years. Then when I started clearing her heart wall and removing all the trauma from her heart because we accumulate heart walls due to trauma, it could be betrayal or uh, get fired from a job or whatever. So she's going in there and all of a sudden she doesn't have a heart wall anymore. And she tells me, she's like, Emmanuel, I've been waiting for you to clear my heart wall fully. And then I'm going to schedule time to go see my mom. Like she had this all planned out. Like this was her, it was impressive. She, she put in her schedule. She was ready to go. 
she goes over there and as soon as she starts um, meeting with her, her mother notices a difference. It's not her hair. It's they haven't drink they haven't drank yet. Again, she goes there and drinks. It's just she goes, hey, you you seem different. You go, yeah, mom, I've I've been doing some things, you know. She's like, cool. She's like, you know, it's like, how have you been? And guess what? The mother treats her differently, because for the first time, uh, there's two people having a heart wall. One of them didn't. So you may be going into the Christmas season with a heart wall. And things may be the same because you're sending mixed messages from your heart. But some of you guys have cleared your heart wall or it's very almost gone. And you might notice a difference in family dynamics. And as you notice a difference in family dynamics, she told me, she said, she's like, we started talking for the first time. Like, and it was like a very great harmonious conversation. And here's the sad part. They stayed up till two o'clock in the morning. And the mother was crying at the at two o'clock morning. She says, I wish you could stay and why haven't we talked like this before? She had regrets that she didn't talk to him. But they didn't both understand that they had heart walls. So they were sending mixed messages to each other. So that, that just shows again that um, in-laws, we have to just understand that they have baggage. If there's a way that you can bring up the emotion code to them, I always kind of joke around with my clients, would you rather go on a bus with all your family members and in-laws to New York with people with heart walls, or would you rather go with no heart walls? The answer is no heart walls. So at some point, bring up the emotion code. They'll be like, what is that? You know, And you can just tell them, like, tell them, and here's the thing, people don't care about how much you know. They care about how it's changed you. So this is very key. Don't go out there and start explaining, like, oh yeah, trapped emotions come out of your organs and glands. And blah. I mean, you can, but just keep that part short. What they really want to know is how has it helped you? Most of the clients that I meet with, it's usually about pain. I try to lower their pain. And, um, and so you can say, yeah, you know, my leg pain went down and here were some emotions that came out one at age 23, one at 37, maybe review your last, your first notes when you did an emotion code session and some pain went down. And then you can tell them that, uh, that this person from long distance removed certain energies and it had certain ages attached to it, which I can relate to all of them. And literally my pain went away from like a seven to a one. See that to them is like, Whoa, how, how is that possible? And if you mention words like trapped emotions or heart walls, the reason why you want to mention those key words is because it actually triggers their subconscious. Okay, but also, what? so I was saying in-laws is one thing, family recollection. So, for example, when you start hanging around family, you may have trauma with your past family. That's also a reason why you could be, feel depression because family reminds you of old family. Uh, another thing is cords. Um, you start meeting with family members and now you create cords. Now, we don't know how people are coming into a room. You know, when you walk into a room and, and all of a sudden they start connecting with you, maybe you haven't talked to them, you may create this cord or they may create it with you. And then now you're connected to them. Now, see, but they might be dealing with depression. They might be dealing with anger, frustration, sadness themselves, even who knows. Someone might be dealing with seasonal affective disorder and they're corded to you. Now, all of a sudden, you feel down. And you don't know why. So the thing is, it's very important to kind of stay cordless, not have a cord uh, with any family members. And you can always check, too. If you do that, with, if you want to go ahead and go on YouTube, look up Sway Test. Look up Sway Test, S-W-A-Y. And you can. it's a very, very simple way to find out whether you are, um, you know, what's positive and what's negative, you know. And so then what you do is you just say, um, you just say, you know, am I, uh, how do I say this? You say, am I corded to this person? And if your body sways forward, 
bullseye. You you are corded, and then you can just use your hand and like almost like you're combing your hair back, like you're kind of combing your hair back. Just do it three or four times. Just say, I'm releasing this cord between me and this person. And then you can ask this question too. You can say, am I still corded with this person? Watch you sway backwards. You might go like, like woo, you know, it's kind of you know freak you out, but um, but it's it's normal in, in in my world or energy healers world to sway forward or backward. And you can say, am I corded with my mom? Oh no, I'm I'm leaning forward. Okay, so I gotta remo- I gotta swipe my head and I have the intention to release this cord between my my mom and myself. Do I have the cord anymore? Oh look, body says no. Cool. Just you'll have more inner peace when you're not corded to people that you don't know if they're having. They could be putting a facade in front of you saying everything is great, but maybe it's not, and that's an issue. Okay, the third thing is a shield. Um, you can place a shield over yourself. It's very easy. If you swipe your head and you say, I'm now placing a shield over me, which will block all negative energies, it will only allow love and positive energies in, it covers my whole body, and it is permanent. Then you can do a sway test and say, Am I now shielded? And then your body should lean forward, which is kind of a crazy thing, right? Um, Before, it would have gone backwards. If you haven't done it yet, you can even test yourself right now. Say, am I shielded from negative energies? Your body will sway back. Your body will say, nope, sorry, you're not. And the way you activate this is you just say, shields up. Maybe perhaps the best thing to do to avoid depression is that you feel people's energy too much. In fact, you have no idea how many clients I have. They realize that they're more empathic than they they thought their whole entire life. They feel people's energies more than they even know. They just thought that they were sensitive or that they um, have depression. No, it's because you're feeling other people's energy. You're not shielding yourself. So again, you can try this yourself and say, am I shielded from negative energies? Your body might go back. Then you say those words. Again, I am now shielded. I'm now placing a shield over my body, which only allows positive energies It doesn't allow negative energies to come in. It is permanent. It covers my whole entire body. And and then just check and see if I'm, am I shielded now? Now, here's the thing is you want to work with a body code practitioner and ask them to move your shield up, you know? Even if I check my own shield, let me let me just check real quick and see, am I shielded 100%? Oh, look, my body says, no, this isn't good, right? So um, what's the number on this? Let's see, 190, 80, 70, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Okay, so I'm like at 77%. See, I'm going to make a note to myself here. I'm going to make sure I get to 100%. And um, that's going to be very important. And um, also the fourth thing is this, is every organ or gland... Um, has provides a certain type of emotion. So let's look at like what could be an organ or gland that that causes depression, right? You might want to figure that out. For example, you might have asthma and you're dealing with asthmatic issues when you were a child, but um, that means your lung isn't balanced. And if your lung is imbalanced, then you might be producing um, depression. If you have a bacterial infection, and that's affecting your lungs, whether it's inherited, you can inherit a pathogen, um, then the lungs are imbalanced. And if the lung is, you know, kind of working a little bit harder than normal, then you're producing emotions that are, um, the, that the lungs produce. For example, and you might have discomfort in between your shoulders, you might have discomfort in the ribs, the upper back. So look at what the lungs produce. The lungs generate the following emotions, crying, 
discouragement, rejection, sadness, sorrow, confusion, defensiveness, grief, self-abuse, and stubbornness. Now, I don't know about you, but I even have some of these guys here. And guess what I used to have? I used to have asthma problems when I was a kid. In fact, every Christmas I would go to the hospital um, around that time because I had such bad asthma. Now, um, obviously I've worked on myself a ton, but um, you can ask, you know, you can sway your test yourself. My lungs happy. You sway backwards. Um, then you can do a body code session and you can, you can use the app that you get in discover healing. And then you can do it yourself until your, your lungs say I'm happy. Usually it's like three or four things that, or maybe sometimes even one or two things and then that's it. Or maybe sometimes it says, no, there's no imbalances, just reset it. And, um, the point is, is this, is that, um, lungs could be a major issue for depression. So if your lungs aren't happy or if you're smoking a lot, uh, if you're smoking a lot, then your lungs are suffering in some sort of way. They're working harder, which means you're producing the emotional energies. Uh, or if you have, again, a bacterial infection or a fungal infection that's specifically near the lung area, then now your lungs are working extra hard, so you're producing those emotional energies. Uh, the last thing is this, is offensive energies. And offensive energies is basically anything that's coming from the outside that's affecting you. Now, obviously, we talked about cords, but there's other type of energies, and um Another one is a curse. Maybe someone cursed you that you're not happy with your family. I hope you're never happy with your family. You know, that's that's a real curse. Someone could just say it in their mind and their subconscious will send you a curse. And all of a sudden, every time you're with your family, you'd feel kind of down. You could have that. Um, you could have a post-hypnotic suggestion, which is something that maybe I usually see it's mainly given by family members. Like if you hear... Maybe when you were a child, your family would say the same thing, like, we don't have enough, or or this is too overwhelming, or I can't handle this, like, you know, just all these different things. All of a sudden, your body is more receptive to those ideas, and they kind of override every other idea in your mind. So if I muscle tested you and said, do you have a post-hypnotic suggestion causing depression? Your body would say, yes, okay. Um, and then I would find it, I can't handle this. And then I would ask the client, do you feel overwhelmed all the time? Yeah, I do. So the overwhelmed causes you to have what? Depression. And then I would find out, well, why do you, is there something that's fueling that? And then I would like kind of see what's below it. But the point is, is this, is that these hypnotized statements, your body believes as a fact. And that's worrisome. You don't want to have any of these post-hypnotic suggestions. I mean, the symptoms for these are very, very interesting. For example, post-hypnotic suggestions can potentially create troubling symptoms such as mood issues, dark thoughts, self-harm, addiction, anger at self, and depression-related feelings. So we definitely want to get rid of as many of these guys. So there's offensive energies here that are covered in the body code. Uh, also weapons. You might have a weapon, you know, in your in your body, you know. And if you see, for example, a woman that, you know, you're like, oh, there's my in-law, you know, all of a sudden if you see her, the body's like, oh, that's the person that sent you the knife. Oh, all of a sudden my back hurts, you know. But then it reminds you of that time with that person, you see, and that can cause you to have depression. Or lastly, you may have an entity, you know, and I don't like to go too much into entities, but long story short, it's basically a, a type of spirit energy being that can affect the physical body, the energy body, or the energy field, potentially causing various problems, which again, I don't know if you want to hear there's symptoms here, but it could be very bad, like fatigue physical discomfort, negativity and mood issues, addiction, feeling like something is there that doesn't belong, feeling stuck, feeling conflict or resistance coming from the outside, 
The list goes on, guys. Um, self-sabotage, anger itself, self-doubt, mental illness symptoms, and nightmares. So there's also that. Um, some of the, see, the funny thing is, is that, for example, if you don't have your shields up, if you don't say in the morning, shields up, after you apply your shield, you have to say it every morning to activate it, uh, which you guys can already do right now. I already gave you guys the tip on how to do it. Um, then let's say you start attract, you start absorbing energies from your family. Let's say you start recollecting some past memories of your trauma from your family during Christmas time. Let's say all that stuff starts accumulating. Then an entity kind of is the cherry on top. The entity is like, oh, look, I also have an energy from my family too. And oh, you, you get sad during winter? So do I. Now there's a ringing, a ringing energy of, of sorrow. Hmm. I have sorrow too. So then this entity who has similar um, emotional energies as you do decides to connect with you because of that horrible phrase, like attracts like. So some of these entities can connect with you. And so those are different things that can cause you depression. But I want to let you know that um, there is hope, you know, whether you meet with me or you meet with my wife, or you meet with other practitioners, um, there's hope that there's more reasons to why you're feeling depression depression during the winter times. And to give yourself that space to say, like, I wonder if there's an imbalance in me that's causing this. Instead of saying, like, why is this happening to me? See, that's a big, big shift. Don't ever say, why is this happening to me? You should start saying words like this. What can I learn from this? Or what imbalance might be inside of me that I can remove? So there's only two questions we should always ask. And this will put you in the state of empowerment instead of victimhood, which is what can I learn from this? And then also what, what imbalance is causing these symptoms? So hopefully this helps you out with someone who, if you're dealing with depression, first of all, I will never, ever judge you. I love you as a person. You are a daughter, son of the creator. And um, there's, but if you know new information, it's time to apply it. If you haven't read the emotion code, you need to read it. You need to read it because you have to understand the biochemistry the energetic biochemistry that you're dealing with, you need to understand more about yourself. If there's anything that you need to learn more about, it's not new self-development books. It's not, it's really just who are you and how you produce emotional energy. So that way you can figure yourself out. So I would definitely recommend, you know, sending, telling, telling Santa, hey, you know what? I need the emotion code book. I need to read it. Or if you're already meeting with a practitioner, meet with them and say, hey, you know what? I have some depression imbalances. Can you help me out? And then let him ask more questions. Let him say, um, what do you mean by depression? Like, what, when does this happen? It only happens around family. Oh, that's one thing, you know? Or it happens only when it's really cold. Hmm, that's interesting. Or ever since my mom passed away. Oh, okay. So you see, you have to be as specific as possible of when it actually happens and what you feel. And as long as you do that, you'll see really great results. So hopefully these are pretty good tips. I talked about sad I talked about the in-laws, family recollections and cords. I also talked about a shield. I also spoke about lung imbalances and then offensive energies at the end. So these are some little things here that can be causing depression. And hopefully this opens up your mind to, to know that there is, again, that beautiful word, hope, in your situation. And I wish you the best holiday seasons. And stay tuned to my wife and I. We are going to be making uh, some recordings together. She's um, reading this book on codependency. It's not what you think it is. You think it's like, oh, it's that woman who sticks around even though there's an abusive situation, that's not really what codependency really is. And how um, she's been able to sort of set boundaries using energy healing, it's going to be very powerful. So stay tuned to my wife and I. 
uh, talking together about codependency and relationships. And I think you guys will have a blast uh, listening to it. So feel free to subscribe to Healing the Healer podcast. Also, um, if you have questions about Inside Out, go to ins- theinsideoutinstitute.com. Uh, if there's anything that I can do for you, you can feel free to email me at schedulemyhealing@gmail.com. Or if you have your own practitioner, go meet with them and tell them about this podcast and see if maybe we can, or that person can help you out with your depression. And so uh, thank you so much for listening and look forward to talking to you guys again soon. Take care.